Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your family, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I listen to all of Lily's podcasts, but we don't often talk about them after the fact. Mm -hmm. feel a little bit like I have, I'm the mom. I've been invited into her personal, her personal heart and in her mind. Um, So I don't really comment. And that's just sort of how we roll. Because I don't ever want to get in the middle of where Lily's going. Which I really appreciate. You're very good about that. Yeah. I listened to your and Lexi's episode talking about dating and boys. And this is my favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Basically what your expectations of them is. Mm -hmm. And all the things that you wanted them to do and what they should be doing. And at the end of it, I thought to myself, what are you doing? What are Ooh. you doing to be a better person, woman, dateable gal? That's a good question, Mom. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to 8020. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. Today we are recording at Spotify in LA and I have my wonderful mom on the podcast. How you doing mom? I am doing amazing and I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm so excited to be with you too. Okay I'm just gonna kind of like I don't want to say fangirl but maybe just freak out for for like two (laughs) seconds. Like I'm literally recording at Spotify. That's insane and I wanted to have my mom on the show because 
she's been such a huge inspiration to me my entire life and just one of my biggest fans when it comes to recording the podcast and all things podcasting. And I had this trip out to LA planned and I brought my mom and my little sister Lexi with me too. Marley obviously was invited, um, but she's doing her own big girl job stuff. But um, yeah, so mom's on the show today. We're just going to talk about all things like mother-daughter chats. We have some of the coolest conversations and I figured that we would just chat away on the show. So mom, tell me, how's your day going so far? My day is going amazing. We started off with all of our favorite things. We did. We did yoga on the on the top of a hotel and had coffee and it's just it's just so fun to be here. It is so fun to be here. Um, we had a little situation with the valet this morning. Maybe not situation, but just like getting here was just a little longer than anticipated. Longer than anticipated. Um, and there were a lot of kids moving into USC and and we knew that yeah as of yesterday we knew that the whole hotel was full of families and kids but we didn't think through how that would impact us this morning luckily we had really planned ahead to get here yeah we did but we waited in the the parking and it had all this nervous energy in there it was all these like freshmen moving into usc and they were all so cute and they all had like their TVs on like the bellhop, like what's that thing called? The luggage cart. And they all had like their TVs and their carriers and stuff and like moving, you know, stuff back into the rental car to take it to move into college. And it brought me back to what, five years ago? Yes. Can you believe five years ago you were moving me into college? I know. That's weird. Almost to the date. Wait, what day is it today? Yeah. I think it was the 16th. For real? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, and and um, I I felt I felt a little bad for all those families because it's such a fun time, and they were not having fun. No, they were not having fun in the parking garage. <laughs> they were not having fun. No, but yeah, no. So it was like nervous energy, weird energy. But then we got on the road, got here, no traffic, which was a blessing, and then got some coffee from Blue Bottle, and now we're here recording a podcast. So that was our morning. So let me ask you a question, Lily. So okay. here we are. You've been doing this podcast for three years. Three years, yeah. And it just keeps growing and changing and evolving. And it's just so fun to watch you grow this thing. And um, I love the conversations we have and the way you weave some of these things into your conversations with your audience. And, um, you know, how, how do you feel in this moment? Oh, my gosh. Do you feel I like you've feel... landed or you're just taking off? I feel like... Uh hopefully just taking off yes yeah good answer yeah okay um no I feel super just grateful and excited for all the cool things that are coming um I had a friend text me this morning and he was like um I don't know what time you're recording and I don't know who you're recording with but crush it you know love watching you succeed I actually got a couple messages like that which is like just so sweet and it's fun to just it's fun how the podcast has brought people together even in my own personal life like I have friends that joke about I talked about this in an episode last week but um joke about being in the 80 or in the 20 and they'll ask me like are you feeling in the 20 today or in the 80 today and I'm like oh I don't know what does that even mean and then we just all laugh about it and then I have the same conversations with listeners too like you know they talk about how I got this dm the other I don't know if I if I told you this but I got this dm from a listener and she said that um, she had a family member pass away recently mm. and she, which is just 
really sad and then she said I found your podcast and I forget which episode she listened to but she said it's been one of the only things that's helped me feel better oh right wow yeah and I was reading that and I was like what like just you know just talking and the power of storytelling and the connectivity you know she she was probably handed the one she needed to hear right yeah yeah in that moment yeah so that was pretty cool um so hopefully just taking off good yeah absolutely and it's fun to be here and just enjoy all that you know LA has to offer like we were just walking around last night and doing fun things and meeting people and talking to people and just like hearing everyone's stories I think too a big thing for me lately has just been really honing in on people's stories and sharing them because I was the one talking on the show for like two years Mm -hmm. not really you know bringing many guests on and then finally I was like you know what I want to you know yes obviously have solo episodes where I share kind of what's going on in my own life but then also bring guests on and have a platform for them to to share their stories too well and it seems too when you because you're selective and highly in tune with who you want to share with your audience that you tend to select the right people thanks that need to deliver a complimentary message or somebody that you learned from that you think your listeners could learn from too yeah I love having people on that I know kind of a little bit more about their story too not just like anyone random like just yeah. I don't I feel like it's hard to have a conversation I'm I'm outgoing I feel like but I'm not I don't think I can talk to anyone which is kind of weird do you I don't know what do you think do you think I can talk to anyone I would love to hear mm. your feedback on this you could but you might not want to <laughs> yeah no that's true but I love to have you like depth yeah you don't like to spend a whole lot of time on the surface stuff Mm-mm. like we don't need to talk about the weather. We both know it's sunny outside. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. I have a thing where I accidentally go, like, too deep with my friends sometimes. I'm like, wait, why are we talking about this? <laughs> like, let's just, like, chill for a second. Okay. So let's talk about you for a second. Okay. We had a little conversation over coffee this morning where I knew that you were coming on the podcast. And I was like, let's talk about you as a 20-something. Okay. Because most of my listeners are, you know, 21 to like 25, 20. The ratio, I look every time and it kind of it pivots, but 20-somethings. Um, let's talk about 22-year-old you. Yeah, take okay. take it back to 22-year-old <laughs> you. But not it's not too far. I know. Um, take it back to 22-year-old you and share a little bit about where she was at in life. Well, she had graduated from college, she had gotten married, and she was ready to set the world on fire. And um, she was cocky and didn't have a whole lot of time for nonsense. She was all business and wound a little tight. Um, Yeah, if I could go back and tell her just to loosen up, I would. Why do you say that? Like in, in what areas of life? Um, very goal-driven, very mission-driven, no matter what it was. I can remember doing um, aerobics, and I was all about getting every step. Do you teach it? or No, it? I was just a participant okay. at the time. And I wanted to get it right, and I needed to be in the front row center. And I remember one time after attending this 
instructor's class for many, many weeks, she looked at me and she said, my goal was to get you to smile and have fun because I wasn't having fun. I was too like into it. So I would tell her to just have fun, have fun, enjoy being present. And I was also uh, always anticipating the next thing, the next job or the next move or the next, the next milestone that it's taken me a long time to just be present and celebrate where you are. Don't worry about where you're going because you're going to get there. Do you think that that was kind of just like that mindset was like a product of maybe school or just like your friendships, relationships? Where do you think that that stemmed from? And then where did you see a shift? Mm. Um, I think it's a product of how I grew up and the expectations that my family had for me, but also I had them for myself. So I wouldn't say, you know, my family pushed me into anything in particular because they didn't, but there was an expectation that these things were gonna happen, and I agreed. So that was that. When did the shift happen? Probably when I had three children, because all of a sudden I couldn't be the priority. The, my kids had to be the priority, and having children or, or having a dog or a pet that is 100% de dependent on you forces you to tend to those details to their to other others details rather than just your own so I'm okay that I didn't have to tend to details like that when I was in my 20s it's kind of funny because thinking of you now like you're very okay I wish that Lexi was here too because she can attest to this we talk about how it's like you've almost gotten more like laid back mm. and like funnier mm. well not not that you weren't funny because you're hilarious but you are just kind of more like chill now. I don't know if that's like just, you know, now that we're like out of the house and kind of like on our own. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Or are you just like with age, like you've uh, just kind of like chilled? Yeah, with age I've chilled and, you know, I'll always be your mom, but that all that foundational work is done. You know, you are who you are and um, I don't have to worry. I mean, I do worry, but. What do you worry about? know two blonde girls getting abducted off the streets oh yeah that's sad yeah yeah I kind of worry about that too though yeah yeah for being around. I think we just all have to be just have to be super aware. hyper super aware. aware yeah super aware absolutely and not that you're living in fear but and I'm not living in fear for you but trust me I pray pray for your safety and your protection all the time let's face it we're living our life by a phone mm -hmm. whether it's getting directions or working yeah. or I'm going to share a recipe with you or let's use my camera or I'm paying for something. Your medical information, it, it's all right here. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's just important that we all just pause and note where you are, especially if you're in a new place. You're going to an airport. Okay, I, I can spot. I know where the bathroom is. I know there's a gate agent over there. You know, I, I know there's an exit door over there. Just kind of quickly know what's going on around you before you lock in. So if something happens, you you won't have to look for that. You'll know where it is. Yeah. It's like when you sit down on the airplane, you notice, okay, where's the where's the exit row? Right. Yeah. How many steps is it going to take me to go forward? How many steps will it take me to get backwards? Okay, I'm going back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> Went down a little, little, little tangent there. Um, okay, so let's backtrack to 20-something you. What were you doing 
in your career. Because when I decided to leave my job, I remember we had a couple conversations where you were sharing with me your kind of career situation. You were, we laugh and call you like a headset girl. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you, you worked in sales, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I was, oh yeah. Okay. So in my, so let's just say I was 25, 25. I lived here in Southern California and I worked for a computer distributor. So at the time, if a retail store that was in the mall that sold computers needed software or parts or printers or whatever they needed, they would call a distributor. And I had my little headset on and I had my accounts and my computer and they would say, okay, I need to place an order today. And I had my accounts and because I lived in Southern California, I worked from 6.30 a.m. to 3.30. Was that because of the time zone yes, thing? So because you my working? accounts were in Texas. Oh, okay. So when they rolled into work at 8.30, it was 6.30 my time, and I was ready to go. But, yeah, I sat at my little cubicle with my headset on and took my orders and tried to upsell them. And So you had to be in your desk headset on at 6.30? Yes. What was your morning routine like? It was lightning fast. You I, took the commuter van, didn't you? Not when I lived here. Wait, Wait so no, I did eventually. But my first job, I either drove myself or a car pulled with a guy that came from further south than I did. And he would just peel off the road and I'd jump in his car and we'd go. Where do you guys live? At the time, we lived in San Clemente. Okay. And I drove up to Orange County. Okay. And then I worked for one distributor and then I couldn't take it anymore. So I quit my job and I worked as a personal trainer for about maybe a year. And then I saw the downside of that and I needed to make more money and I needed something more predictable. So I went back and got another job with a competitor, different distributor, and then I was traveling all the way to Los Angeles. So at the time we were living further north in Orange County, we lived in Irvine and I, tr- I traveled up here to El Segundo. Okay. And that's when I was in the compu- commuter van. So that was really dark and ugly because it was a 15-person commuter van. I sat in the back row center seat. So I had two people on my right and two people on the left, and I was in the middle. There were five people in in a row? In the back row. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And there I was, sandwiched like this. And nobody talked. 15 people, nobody talked. Did you know their names at least? I think I knew the Jim, the driver. Oh, really? Yeah. These people had been commuting for like their whole life. What was the like the time or the? Um, oh, six a.m. No, no. Like how far was the commute? Mm. Like minutes. It took like an hour. Okay. But it was all stop and go. Okay. So, so I endured. I endured that. I endured my headset job, and then um, probably there a year. I don't know, 18 months, I can't even remember. And your dad was applying to law school. And I remember the day he called, picked up my call at work, and he said, I got in. And I said, when do we leave? Because <laughs> I couldn't wait to give my notice. How far was that time frame? Um, probably a couple months. Okay. Two months, maybe two more months. So you endured the headset job? I did. Well, I, wasn't made, I wasn't made for that job. No. No. Yeah. 
what would you say to someone who is currently working a similar situation like should it's a stepping stone can you it's a stepping stone okay it's a stepping stone I wouldn't looking back I'm glad I did it I learned a lot um I made good money it allowed us to do things as a young married couple living in Southern California um it it showed me what I didn't want to do for the rest of my life um it was a straight-up entry-level sales job. So it's okay when you're 20-something. Go do the entry-level thing because you need to learn skills. Yeah. You, if, if you want to work in corporate America, you've, you've got to start somewhere and learn how to, how to be a corporate employee, right. how to be in your desk, how to take lunch and be back on time. And I would say the structures, you know, learning how to kind of like, you know, map your day out and be productive and actually – get stuff done in this a certain amount of time set deadlines um and the networking piece too I think was super helpful and I think too at least for me it I just viewed it as that was the first part of my day and I couldn't wait for the second part of my day because that's when I got to do all the things that I like to do with the people I like to be with so what was your second half of your day like? after I spent an hour in my commuter van yeah my car was packed with my gym clothes and I went straight to the gym, and we belonged to a beautiful gym in um, Orange County, and worked out there. I showered there. Your dad would meet me there. Sometimes we'd eat dinner there, or we'd go out to dinner, and we'd roll home like at, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I'd do my laundry, pack my lunch, lay out my clothes, because I had to get up at 4.30. And so it was very... Groundhog day? Yeah. It was like going to school. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go to school, it's the same thing Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. That's how I viewed my job. It's just like going to school. And I had no aspirations to be the team leader or the manager or any of that because I found it so like, can I just roll my eyes back in my head? Because mm-hmm. this is so dumb. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I needed that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... As I saw you work through your own work experience last year, I totally knew what you were going through, but you had to go through it. Yeah. You had to. And if you are in a tough spot, the only way is through. And I Mm -hmm. say that all the time. Like you might be here and you know it stinks and you want to be there, but you don't get to just transport yourself. Mm -hmm. You have lessons to learn, people to meet experiences you must have to, to to be this person or do this thing just like being here today you couldn't just show up here on day one no and oh. record your first podcast here yeah you you needed to do all the other things first yeah absolutely and I think so much of your 20s is learning and lessons and experimentation or and or um preparing you for the next thing. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
you're a longtime listener of the show, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 for probably about a year and a half or two years now. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I really wanted to just find a supplement that would be super simple. I was going through so much in my life at the time and and all I was looking for was a way to simplify taking supplements and I could really feel a difference in the first couple weeks and now it has become such a staple in my morning and daily routine. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I also love that every single scoop includes probiotics, digestive enzymes for gut support, and adaptogens to balance my body's stress levels, which if you guys have been listening to the show, you know that that is a major theme for me lately is managing stress. Even my mom has started to drink AG1 and she always tells me how much more energized she feels and how she really feels like she's getting all the nutrients that her body craves. So AG1 has the Kelly Rayco stamp of approval as well. AG1 is the supplement that I and my mom trust to provide the support that our bodies need daily, and that's why AG1 has been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. That's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. So what was the biggest, and there might be many, what was the biggest risk you took in your 20s? I think the first one I took was when I was working at the first distributor and I was coming undone in my cubicle and I quit my job to be a personal trainer. And I did it with, I just did it. And I knew it was a, it was a leap and I knew it was going to be less money, but I just couldn't sit in that desk one more day. And then you, then you may ask, well, then why did you go back to it? Because a little bit later, I needed the stability. I needed the income. I needed the structure again. And I knew how to do it. Yeah. And I knew it wouldn't be forever. So I'm not a real risky person. Like, I'm not an adrenaline junkie. You know that about me. Yeah. Like if you someone says, roller coasters, yeah, if someone says, no. let's go jump out of the airplane. I'll, I'll say I did it once. I don't need to do it again. Um, yeah, I like my feet on the ground. Yeah, I, I, I like stability. I, I appreciate structure. I think the other risky thing I did in my 20s is I did a bodybuilding show. OK, tell me more about that, because I was talking to. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh, who was I talking to? I don't know. Maybe it was Lexi. Anyway, we were talking about how you did bodybuilding and we were thinking like, that's such an interesting thing. So tell me more about the body co- bodybuilding well, competition. The bodybuilding culture came out of uh, here, out of Southern California. Were you here? Yeah. Okay. And I did it in the 90s. So there was no fitness as we, as we see it today did not exist. Um, gyms were mostly designed for men. Um, I had no problem entering a gym because I've always been in a gym. My dad always had a gym in the basement or the garage or wherever we lived. And so I knew how to lift weights. I did a little bit as part of being a, a high school and collegiate swimmer. We did a little bit of weight training, but I was never afraid of the gym. So I had no problem in the gym. Um, so 
you know, now lots of, I love the fact that you all will, will can bravely go into the gym with confidence. Um, my generation, not so much. Now they will, but back then they didn't. But anyway, um, why did I do it? Because your dad was, was deployed during the first Gulf War and I needed something to do. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I still have to do, I told you I had this job that I didn't really mm -hmm. like, but this was the other half of my day and I looked forward to it. And so it gave me something to do. So for um, hmm, nine months, I trained for this show and I did the show, it was in Laguna Beach. And it was risky because it's a lot to stand up there in a little tiny bikini and pose and flex and, and I was tiny. I, I did the, the, the lowest weight class. So I'm not a small, tiny person. And so that was work in of itself. And I thought it was fun to use the diet to manipulate my body and to do the training. And um, I worked with a, a coach and he's like, we're just gonna bring you in like a show horse. And so I just kept that in the back of my mind. Okay, I'm a show horse. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I only did it once and that was enough. Because Did you win? I got third. Okay. Third in the lightweight. Nice. Go mom. Yeah. I, you know, it would have been fun to win, but um, that wasn't my goal. I just wanted, again, I just needed something, to, something do. to do. Yeah. And I like the idea of training for something. Um, but yeah, but that was risky. I think it's good, though, to have some sort of goal on the calendar that's kind of like in the fitness or like athletic realm because mm -hmm. it gives you something to work towards oh all the you know? time yeah. like and I I haven't had something on the calendar for a long time but um I'm gonna run a half marathon I think I told you that I didn't know that yeah we talked about it at um uh, Megan talked me into it well you told me you were starting to run again and you yeah. were following a running program but you didn't tell me you had a you have a half marathon on the calendar yeah in Ocean City like end of October no kidding yeah do you want to run with me? they came me? on this podcast, I wouldn't have known this. Yeah. Well, no, I do not want to run with you. Well, so we do this thing where, okay, well. I would fine. love to run with you, but I can't run. That's okay. Um, we don't tell each other things. I think what happens in our family, because there are five of us, and we're not always all together, we, we have these conversations. Like, I might have it three times, mm -hmm. but I forget the, the last person. And so then it might be Lexi, and then all of a sudden we're talking, and she's like, wait, I didn't know we were doing that. The best, though, is that when someone is listening to the podcast and they're like, Lily, I didn't know that you, you know, were doing this or that. I'm like, well, I just didn't, I didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, it's just funny when people find out things through the podcast. I think you and I are, are like that. Yeah. We, we don't always are. tell everybody everything. Well, and oftentimes it's like a, a quick email exchange that something happens and then all of a sudden I'm like on a trip somewhere or I'm, you know booked with something and I don't know and then stuff just kind of happens and I don't think about it I'm just like oh, I'm just you know, I'm just doing it I'm just doing yeah. just my life um back to what you said about having fitness goals on your calendar mm -hmm. they don't always have to be events mm -hmm. but um I think it's I agree with you it, it you got to put something out there it's good like I want to, to I want to um I'm gonna do I don't know I'd like to do five Pilates classes this month, mm -hmm. or I want to spend the next three months working on my um, my deadlift, and then that just becomes a focal point because our physical bodies are how we traverse the earth, and they need to be strong and healthy. Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I hope, and I know that you know this because you're my daughter, but um, you know, fitness isn't just uh, something you do when you feel like it. In different seasons of your life, you need different things. So the fall time, what's the best, in your opinion, the best goal to have for a fall, like a fall fitness goal? Hmm. I think the best goal has to be something that you want to do and you enjoy doing. Um, life is hard enough as it is, so fitness shouldn't be a punishment. Mm -hmm. It should be something you enjoy. And I find it interesting when people don't like to do physical things because I'm so physical, I don't understand that. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. So when people say, oh, I, I, I just don't like that, I feel like there's something. Well, but, okay, here's the thing. A lot of times people will start doing a workout because they heard that it's, like, good for them. Yes. Or, like, um, there was a one specific uh, workout brand that I've done before, and, um, you know, Lexi had someone that she was talking to that wanted her to come to this type of class. And I think that Lexi, Lexi should just try it herself because she might really like it. But her, her hip, I don't think, is strong enough to do it. Um, but that's beside the point. I didn't like this type of workout and I kept trying to go and trying to go. And I was like, oh, I need to go. Like I've heard that this is so good. Like everyone's had great results doing this. And I was like, but I don't like it. So why would, why am I going to wake up at 6am? Why am I going to pay $40 for a class? Why would I put myself through this workout if I don't even like it? You know? Well, again, that goes back to what I just said, like different seasons of you, of your mm -hmm. life, you need different things. So yeah. clearly something inside of you is putting up the big, eh. Yeah. But you know, who knows? 10 years from now, you might have. It could be my favorite. I have no idea. Yeah. You yeah. might, you might have to recover from some kind of injury where your doctor, your physical therapist says, this would be really beneficial for you. And yeah. at that point you'd be like, oh, I've heard of that before. Mm -hmm. Now's the time I need to go. Yeah. So. Back to your question, a good fitness goal for the fall, if you like to be outside, uh, all kinds of walking, running, biking events come up in the fall because the weather's so nice all over the country, not just here. But um, if those are, if that sounds good, do that. I'm going to do the Bay Bridge. I want to do that one too. It's a six miler. It's a 10K. Yeah. It starts on, on the Annapolis side and it ends over in Stevensville. When's that, November? Mm. Yeah, early November. Okay. But I'm a bit of a, a weather gal, so. Yeah. A, um, a weather wussy, maybe, I should say. Because if it's raining or if it's really too cold, the, it's just going to be a donation to the fund. Yeah. So for, for your listeners that don't know, the Bay Bridge is a span that goes from Annapolis, on what we call the western shore of Maryland, to the eastern shore of Maryland on the other side. It, it's about... How long is the bridge? Four miles? Three miles? I mean, the run is six because they wanted to make it 10K, so it starts yeah, a little bit. I think the bridge is about three. But it's very, very high. It's so pretty. And it's really pretty. If you've never seen it, just do a Google search, Bay Bridge. People call it the scariest bridge in the world, though. Yeah, like, I don't think it's scary. I don't think it's scary either. But a lot of people are afraid of heights and bridges. Yeah, and that's okay. There's a service that if you physically can't drive over the bridge... You just pull over and you can mm -hmm. dial a number and someone will come and drive your car over. It's genius. It is genius. Should I work for them? <laughs> I feel like I'm, ba I'm a Bay Bridge driver. I'm a Bay, Bri Bay Bridge driver. I'm a Bay Bridge babe driver. <laughs> Lexi, let's start our own. <laughs> Get in the Jeep, guys. Let's go. What do you want to listen to? <laughs> I can play Pitbull or Taylor Swift. 
the listeners know that you quit your job to be a personal trainer for a little bit. Talk a little bit about like the trajectory of fitness throughout your life. I grew up swimming. Um, I will tell you, I was thrown in a pool at eight. I got out when I was 22. So I have no, I had no hand-eye coordination. You never wanted me to be your tennis player partner or play volleyball. I could do a little soccer. I could do a few things with my feet. But anyway, um, when I stopped swimming, I, that's when I really started. I found cycling, outdoor cycling. I love that. Um, weight training. Weight training has always been part of what I do, always. So even all the times I've done other things, like I went through a running phase um, for about five or six years. And I just, I, like you, I had never run really. So I started with just running with a girlfriend and she was a marathoner and she got me to a half marathon. And then the next year we ran a marathon together in Chicago. Um, and so running was always in my back pocket. I could always put my shoes on and go for a run. Um, after the running phase, um, I, always, I always liked step aerobics. I love the music. Was that like with the like the green step and then the blocks yeah. on the bottom? Okay. Yeah. When the babies came along in my my mid thirties, uh, I had a jogging stroller, and I would put you and Marley in there, and we'd go. We'd either walk or run, and I would take the two dogs. I had two dogs. That was quite a sight. How'd you do that? It was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't see too many women running around with jogging <laughs> strollers. Maybe because I'm just not at the park or whatever, but even just like on the boardwalk in Ocean City, I rarely see a, 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 I see a the mom big, or a dad. I see the big, the big strollers now. You, you know yes. what I'm talking about? Like they're huge. They're like transportation vehicles. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. The jogging stroller was two big wheels in the front, one in the, I'm sorry, two big wheels in the back and one in the front. It was very aerodynamic mm -hmm. and you had a big handle. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, those were cool. Bring them back. Yeah, I'm not real sure. <laughs> what happened to the jogging <laughs> stroller? What happened? Um, Maybe it was like not safe or something. I don't know. It, they were, those things were like a Mack truck. <laughs> really? It was safe. <laughs> I could run into something and you were strapped in with your harness, your little uh. sippy cup and your cup of Cheerios. Um, yeah, so I did that. And um, fitness wise, what else? What else? Did some, oh, I taught water aerobics for a while. CrossFit. Oh, yeah. And then we, um, your dad and I founded the first CrossFit on the Eastern Shore mm -hmm. back in uh, 2006. Was it that? Yeah. Okay. Because Lexi was two or three. Yeah. Wow. And we did that for nine years. Loved CrossFit. I still do. It was like growing up, like practically in the gym. It, we just kind of joke about it, like, as kids now, just, like, growing up as, like, gym kids. Uh-huh. But not, like, equipment gym kids. Like, I... A big open gym A floor. big open gym floor. Like, a, a warehouse gym. Like, I don't really do well on the machines in a gym. I don't really like that. But the free weight section or give me a barbell, I'm good to go. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like it's, it almost was just such a a good skill to learn so early on, like how to squat or how to deadlift or like how to load a bar, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know. We learned at like 10. Yeah. 
you know and that was my experience too because mm -hmm. i said my dad always had a weight room yeah and it wasn't anything fancy no no and it doesn't have to be no and that was the whole point mm -hmm. and so now here i am uh sold the crossfit gym uh, eight, eight years ago um i still do a little bit of crossfit but my body has changed i had two knee surgeries last year so that's why i can't run with you um and uh but strength is still my main goal so i lift regularly i do a lot of walking i'm back on my bike which is fun um i don't i do i do yoga yeah but i, I wouldn't call myself a yogi because i feel like to be a yogi i would need to be a regular practitioner practitioner is that what you call it a regular attendee or even just roll out my mat yeah. at home on the regular and I don't. Yeah. But uh, I do enjoy it. It's good. Mm -hmm. Do you wish that you did more yoga? No. You're happy where you are? Because if I did more, then I'd have to not do something else. Yeah, that's true. But I also give my myself permission that my 20-something-year-old self would not have done, which is if I don't have 30 minutes to do a three-and-a-half-mile run, then I'm not going because what it wouldn't be worth it. Now I would say to myself, yes, it would. Ten minutes is better than no minutes. Yeah. So ten minutes of yoga stretching is better than none. Oh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So, so listeners, I listen to all of Lily's podcasts, but we don't often talk about them after the fact. Mm -mm. I feel a little bit like... I have I'm the mom. I've been invited into her personal her personal heart and in her mind. Um so I don't really comment and that's just sort of, sort of how we roll cuz I don't ever want to get in the middle of where Lily's going, which I really appreciate. You're very good about that. Yeah. And I'm not overly opinionated anyway, mm -mm. and I've never been one to like tell you what to do mm -mm. or make you feel bad if you don't do what I tell you to do. Mm -mm. But at any rate, I listened to your and Lexi's episode when you were talking about um, that we're talking about dating and boys, and this is my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what your expectations of them is, mm -hmm. and all the things that you wanted them to do, and what they should be doing. And at the end of it, I thought to myself, "What are you doing?" What are Ooh. you doing to be a better person, woman, dateable gal? Ooh, good question, Mom. So as and and then that's just how we are. I mean, we. Mm -hmm. I'll just leave it at that before I comment. Okay. No, but I agree. We yeah, love yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I decided really not to date anyone. I was just like, I need to just focus on me. And so I'm not going to involve any, and I went on a couple dates back in the spring, but every time it was, it felt like a waste of time to me because not only does this person sitting in front of me, you know, I feel like I, I can't give them what they need, you know, because I feel like I've got work to do on myself. Okay. You know? Fair. Yeah. Um, so really for me, that's just like, so yeah, kind of putting like space between me and like the dating world um, has been helpful. And then in that space, I've had um just more like peace to just spend time working through 
personal things, whether that's like confidence things or um, just, you know, I, I spent a lot of time trying to find, tr- trying for other people to validate me, whereas that can't come from another person. We were having conversation um, when we were sitting at those high tops tables the other night talking about how, you know, you're partner can't be everything for you Mm -hmm. and they can't fill every single space or every single role role in your life and so your partner obviously can give you a compliment or tell you that you look pretty but they can't be your one and only source of validation and so for me that's been probably the biggest thing in this season is just kind of working through like making sure that I'm a hundred percent good with me that I trust myself, that I keep the promises that I make to myself. Yeah, just kind of like working on me, whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, journaling or podcasting or just spending time with friends and just enjoying being me, you know, as a as a solo person. Do you think it's hard for young men in today's climate? Are they confused? Do I think you, do I think, think everybody's confused. Okay. I think across the board everybody's yeah, confused. I think so too. And but I don't think it was ever I don't know if it was ever easy. It was probably easier because we didn't have technology. The problem I think now is like dating apps. I don't to me it feels like you're shopping. You oh, know? Yeah. Like and I it just feels weird to me. It is weird. You know, and you know, if you found someone on an app, more power to you, like way to go, but I just feel like it's overwhelming and almost just like inauthentic Mm. I went on one maybe two hinge dates ever and they were always the most awkward because you've texted a little bit and then suddenly you're having drinks with this person and it's like you don't know you can't create that connection with them you know because you've never actually talked to them I I think if you're trying to Find somebody, whether it's a friend or a, a, a potential guy that you want to date or you're just looking for a, a, a new group of people to hang out with, you got to put yourself in the places where those kinds of people that you want to be with are. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not going to find the marathon runner in a bar at 2 a.m. most nights. Well, so that's the other thing, too, that most of the time – people spark relationships either on a dating app or in the bar and you're probably it'll be a very 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 rare occasion that you would find a you know a long-term friend or a partner in the bar you know yeah um but it happens yeah it it does so i mean we can't say it doesn't happen in a bar most people are under the influence of something yeah so, Which can help you, you know, like, yeah, get a little chatty. Okay. But still. Someone's obliterated. Are you going to be attracted to a guy that's completely obliterated at 2 a.m.? Yeah, that's the guy. Well, but so that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're right there with him. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird kind of, I don't know, like, do you feel like more 20-somethings are single now than they ever were? Or do you feel like it was always kind of like this? I don't know. Because, I mean, I have friends that are my age that are getting married. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not like really following just, the numbers enough. But yeah. I think, unfortunately, 
everybody has lost two and a half years of their lives. Yeah, that's true. And for many people, it, it was a, a very pivotal period of their life mm -hmm. where you should have been hanging out with young people and instead yeah. you were hanging out with your mom and dad. Which I loved, by the we way. We had a really great time. We had a great time. We had a great time. Yeah. So but I don't still, know. it just, it, it's a, it's a weird, the, the dating, the dating world's strange. And I also think that we put a lot of time and energy on talking about dating. Like, and I think it's important. Like, I mean, there are dating podcasts. There are like, you know, I mean, you talked about dating. I said, this is my favorite thing to talk about. Because <laughs> Lexi and I talk about, you know, boys and dating all the time. But I think that we put a lot of time and energy into talking about dating and we should really should just be talking about like hanging out with our friends yeah. and like how can we be better as people yeah you know I don't know I don't think that's odd but I think you know how you navigated it how you navigate it and find like-minded people therein is the challenge yeah and I think that's really what the conversation is how can I put myself in a group of people that are like-minded not just like me because I don't think we want to be with people who are exactly like us because we want people that are going to support us and help us grow and maybe see things see our see our darker side in mm -hmm. a gentle kind way and help us become less dark in our dark places mm -hmm. i think it would be abnormal not to have that conversation on the regular about dating yeah yeah i guess you're right but i think we get hung up with it, like what we want that other person to be and we forget I mean, it's much, it's much more fun to talk about that than, oh, yeah, oh what are my like dark sides that I need to fix? Yeah. Or not fix. I don't think we're, we're not. But, like, deal with and then bring someone else into those, too. You know, because then it's, like, once you kind of know, like, okay, I. I'm a horrible cook. or Yeah, like, I have, I have X, Y, and Z going on, and I know that about me, and I work on these things. And, you know, now you know those things about me, so you can work on them with me or I don't want to say deal with them but you know just be yeah aware. someone who can support you through that yeah yeah, yeah exactly so because if you have somebody I mean I can speak from my own experience I had a, a guy in my life for a long time that was all about him yeah and he never really asked much or or if if I did achieve something there wasn't a whole lot of cheering about that not mm -hmm. that I needed a lot but just some acknowledgement would be nice absolutely um and, you know, then once I found your dad, he was like my biggest cheerleader all the time. And I was like, oh, this is important to me. I didn't know that at the time when it wasn't happening. But once it started to happen, I was like, oh, this is important to me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we don't know what's really important or we're like, something's off and I don't really know what it is. And then when you when it comes, you're like, oh, that's what I needed. Uh, well, I mean, you can only connect the dots looking back. Yeah, too, exactly. You know, so. couple hot seat questions for you these are like rapid fire Ooh, okay and i don't have my list because i don't have internet so they might not be as rapid fire <laughs> as i hope they are um okay what is one song that is currently on your playlist like the first one that you press when you get in the car i can't think of that one because i've had the morgan wallen song stuck in my head which for morgan two days. wallen song i'm thinking the name of it I'm thinking you proof because you always yes, have you proof. Yes, it's you proof. Oh, is it you proof? Yes, okay, because yeah. I was going to say I'm you always the, have. I'm you always have the lyrics. You have you proof. Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah. You have you proof stuck in your head or Harding on the dance floor stuck in your head. Oh, it's been a while for, since John Party was stuck. in Well, now John Party will be no, stuck yeah, because yeah, I watched yeah, it. Okay, who's your celebrity crush? Matthew McConaughey. 
Okay. Um, what's your opinion about pineapple on pizza? I like it. I like it too. As long as I have pepperoni because I need some salt in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. It can't be so low. No, no. Can't no. just be pineapple and cheese. I need, mm -hmm. I would prefer pepperoni and green pepper and pineapple. Okay. What is one thing that you cannot leave the house without? Water. And last question. This one doesn't necessarily have to be rapid fire, but this is my final question. I ask every guest this. Mm. Um, the average age of my listener is like 20 to like 24-ish. Um, I probably said a different statistic. Yeah, I thought she was 25. It doesn't matter. Anyway, she's in her 20s. <laughs> and if you could go back and tell your 22-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be and mm. why? I would tell her to love herself fully and completely as she is because there's no rush and she's a work in progress for the rest of her life so be kind to yourself say nice things to yourself and trust your intuition because she's there for you and if you ignore her you're gonna have to come back around and repeat the lesson until you get it right so if you can learn to um, lean into the inner voice from w within sooner in your life the better off you're gonna be for the rest of your life love it thanks mom you made me cry <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much, Spotify, for letting us record in your beautiful studio. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give it a rating and a review. That just helps more people find and listen to the show. Um, you can follow me on Instagram if you want to see more of me, see more of my mama. Um, <laughs> is your Instagram open? You never really post, though. No, I really don't. No? Okay. Well, you can follow my mom, too, if you want to. She might have Rico. Rico. Um, and my Instagram is Lily Rico if you want to check me out. Um, that's pretty much all we have for you today. Thanks for listening. Love you. Love you too. Good job. How do we do? I think you did good. <laughs>